If you think about what you actually learn about how to conduct yourself in a professional environment, you're, you're really not learning that much in undergrad. And that is, a large degree does go to what you were saying earlier about like, hey, you have to experience this for yourself. But that doesn't mean the best way to go about things is just trial and error. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Office IQ. I'm your host, Jeff Apfel. This podcast is all about equipping students and professionals with the skills, insights, and strategies they need to build a successful career. Most people enter the workforce with no understanding of how to conduct themselves in a professional work environment, how to communicate effectively, or how to negotiate all the interesting personalities they'll be forced to work with. And they certainly don't have a plan or strategy to accelerate their career path. Why would they? You don't learn any of that in college, and it's not like you're given a career coach by your employer to guide you through your work life. That's why I created this podcast. You'll hear directly from the people who have reached executive positions in the corporate world so that you can take what led them to success in their careers and use it to shorten the time frame it takes you to do the same in your own career. On this first episode of Office IQ, I'm joined by my longtime friend, Mike Edmond. He's held a number of senior positions, mostly on the technology and compliance side in the financial services space. Mike shares how he took the initiative to start a full-time job while he was still in college to start a career doing something totally unrelated to what he was studying. So thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Do you think that you applied any of the knowledge that you accumulated during undergrad? Did you apply any of that when you started working? No. No, um, the pieces that you don't, that you are not prepared for, like, like in college is that it's very structured material that you're being handed in school, right? When you first come out of college, in some situations, it's very, when you join a team, they might say, I need your help in, you know, deploying code and your part of the CDIC pipeline is, you know, you, you have a specific function in that pipeline they can hand you sort of like a template for you to execute a certain function. The challenge becomes when it's it's what you're being handed or what you're being asked to do, is it all carved out? And you're going to have to put your thinking cap on and be able to learn, right? Without the material might not be in front of you. You may have to go up. Um, you may have to talk to people. You may have to go research it. You may have to go understand how to do what it is you've been asked to do. You're constantly taking on more responsibility. You're climbing up the corporate ladder. You're, you're doing that in part because of the skills that, that you're accumulating along the way. You're being proactive in wanting to learn new things, um, not just about uh, or with regard to your role, but, the, but other areas within the company other, you know, products, services, uh, et cetera. But what you didn't touch on, which I think is equally as important, is the social aspect, the interpersonal aspect, because I don't think, you know, I don't think you would have been placed in a position maybe once, but not the number of times that you have in a leadership role if it weren't for your ability to um, to relate to the wide spectrum of personalities that we know exist in, in a corporate environment, right? So talk about that. Like how, look, I, you're, 
you're one of the most likable people I know. And that's not, and obviously we, we don't work together. We're just good friends. But I know that your personality lends itself to creating great relationships at work, not just outside of work. So talk about like the, the importance of that and, and how it should be emphasized, again, as being, I would say, equally as important as the skills that you have, right? Yeah, is, I 100% I yeah. agree with you. The likability equation is is absolutely equal as, equally as important as your your skill set. I remember early days, and this is probably when I was in desktop engineering, there were there were in, other engineers there, like networking engineers and um, 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 like operations engineers and such that actually kept the entire platform. They, they built and they built and designed the, the backend, right? So these people are, were super, super, in my opinion at the time, super smart. Um, but some of them were, um, very arrogant or introverted and not able to work with others. Um, but when you, when you, when you're working with these folks, and they're just their the, the way their mind works and the way they problem solve and some of the, the the critical solutions that they solve. You would have thought, oh, you know, this person has just because of raw skills, this person's gonna kind of make it far in a company. And this was early days. Um, but next thing you know, six months goes by, and that person's gone. Right? It's not because the person doesn't have the the, the knowledge. Super smart people, but they just their personality is they. It's just others like you know what. I can't work with you. It's like, they can't, it's the, the, um, the partnership isn't there. So it just, it just doesn't work. And that was an early, early in my career. I got to see that it's not about just what you know. It's about, there's a likability equation. People have to like you, right? At the end of the day, when tough decisions have to be made, it's, and, and everyone is a, a, a group of skilled individuals. It's like, who is out of this group of people, right? Can help us move the move the strategy forward, and that we like to work with, right? And th those folks get picked first, right? Those are the, the people that um, leadership is like, yeah, we're this is the squad I want to move forward with. But so you're you're absolutely right. So so I got a taste of that early days, and I pivoted because I one of the people I thought was one of the smartest engineers in the company, bam, gone. I was just like, wow. So if that can happen, it doesn't matter how much I know because this, this person knew a ton more than I did. Um, so once I got, again, this is kind of like um, you observe what's happening around you uh, and you adjust, right? So you ensure that, you know, when you are dealing with others, when you're dealing with difficult clients, when you are, whether your you know, manager's having a bad day and a conversation is not going well, you have cla half, glass half full. Take a deep breath, take, collect yourself and, and, you know, take a different approach or, or work your way through it. Um, I've always also taken the position of, I try to help as many people as I can. I've always been like that. Right. And it's more of if, if someone's asking me a question that's outside my space, I don't punt them off to some other team or, you know, I look at it and say, listen, let me see if I can do it. Or, Hey, listen, go talk to this person. They should be able to help you. I follow up with them and say, hey, listen, were you able to get what you needed? 
um, and the like. So, so you, you're right. You hit it on the head. I, I think if I didn't build relationships along the way, um, that just raw drive alone, alone to learn as much as I can would not have gotten me there. It's just, it, 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 and, it, and it, yeah, and those relationships, they're not just critically important at your current job, but you think about like down the road in your career, how many times have those relationships been fundamental to you getting a new role at a different company, right? Or an, an opportunity that doesn't just magically present itself. Somebody reaches out to you and say, and, and says, hey, Mike, uh, there's this position open and I, you know, we've worked together in the past. You're a great guy. You're smart. I want you to apply for it and I'll be yes. your referral. Like, how many times has that happened? So you can't think of of building re the importance of building relationships just in the immediate term. Like, yes, in, in, in the immediate sense, it is very important because you're working day to day with people. But you have to take also sort of in parallel with that a longer term view, which is, hey, not not it's not just nice to have uh, more you know friendships and in relationships like from a social perspective like yeah that's great but also career wise these people that you're working with today five years down the road the likelihood is they're going to be somewhere else and they're going to be somewhere else probably in not not necessarily a, a, a lateral uh, position but one that's a rung or two higher uh, the corporate ladder, right? So maintaining those relationships that you've built today will help you tomorrow. For yeah, absolutely. Career. Absolutely. Listen, the other thing is, and 100%, 100% agree with that. You, you just never know how people's careers are going to evolve. Um, and those relationships go a long way to helping you advance your own career, right? Um, the other critical aspect of it is when you move, as you grow your career, you move from task oriented execution to, um, I would say more, um, problem driven execution. You're being presented with a problem and your job is to go figure out how you're going to solve that problem and, and expand whatever it is, that objective to a group of people, um, or to a, um, yeah, a group of people. Let's put it that way. Keep it simple, right? So if if you're basically, I say, listen, we we we're trying to execute this um, new software conversion or deployment. We need to get this group of people off of the current platform they're on over to this new platform. We need you to drive that, right? You, there's no way to do that without getting people that actually have to make a change because yeah we all know people don't like making changes at times that if 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 the if you're approaching someone that has to make a change the person looks at you and says i don't like the way you just approached me i don't like your attitude i just don't like how this is going they're going to give you a hard time all the way through and one of the other things I learned fairly early on is your management is not going to step in every time you have a challenge trying to push strategy, right? Your job, they're giving you part of the job is, hey, listen, we need you to like, figure out how you're going to convince these people to do something different. I mean, that's the job. It's not just, it's not I have to technically work with others to get there, but I have to get everyone else to come along for the ride. Mm. Um, and that's going to be throughout your career. It's fundamental. It's like, you have to figure out how do I get everyone to agree with what I'm trying to do without escalating 
and to get everyone to kind of move in the same direction. And, and if you don't have solid relationships with the people that you need to lean on for assistance to get your job done, good luck. Like it's, Forget, it's yeah. really difficult uh, sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's not because you lack of skills. It's because people look at it and say, I don't want to follow you. And let me tell you what the easiest thing for management to do is, listen, you're the wrong person for that role. <laughs> you're out. Someone else is in. Someone else that can move the strategy forward. Okay. So one of those things to always keep in mind. Like it's the relationships. It's help. It, it helps you in so many different aspects, not only for your own career, not only for others to think of you when a role comes up, but also when you're in a position to have to execute on strategy or solve problems. Right. It, it, it's, it's, I can't even tell you how critically important it is. Mm. Yeah. So it, this does get back to my point uh, earlier, I think, as far as what college does not teach you. Tell me the, the name of the college class that you took that covered this issue of you know, the importance of relationships. It's yes, it's a concept that can be mentioned in a matter of a few seconds, but it's something that is that is important enough that it, it, it could be its own class. How do you develop those relationships? What type of personalities? Like, the, let's say there are uh, at least, I don't know, uh, half a dozen or a dozen different types of person, at a minimum, different personalities that you're going to come across every single job that you have in your career. What is the best way to deal with those? Per like, that, that's not covered in, in a yeah, college. Right? So yeah. talk about, there are a couple of more things I want to talk about. Uh, one, you, you alluded to earlier, kind of building your brand, which I know is is closely aligned to the relationships that you're developing. But how have you built your brand over the years and how have you seen others build their brand that may not be the best brand that that um, uh, that you would want for yourself, right? So in other words, their reputation, someone else's reputation may be one of like so, you know, abrasiveness, um, you know, their... Uh, they, they can get things done, but it, you're not going to have a good time working with that person compared to the brand that you have developed for yourself over the years. Like talk about how you actually uh, develop that and and the importance of it and, and, and how it kind of uh, relates to your day to day work. Yeah, I've I've always wanted to be perceived as someone that can take a problem, take a problem, not not someone that is just you you hand me instructions on how to do something i take it and execute it right that i'm more of listen i can help you achieve business outcome right give me like pull me into the problem statement of of what we're trying to do why we're trying to do it and i can help think through some of the things that can help us get there um faster or think through some of the things that maybe weren't initially considered um and help achieve that 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 positive outcome. Um, one of the other things that was fundamentally critical to me is that people looked at me as a like I was like a collaborator. I was someone who was always willing to jump in and help, stay late weekends, whatever it took um, to get the job to get the job done. Right. Um, so I wanted to have that reputation of listening. You know, if you hand him a problem, he'll figure out how to get it done one way or another. Right. And that without without very much handholding, I whereas others might take the approach of 
more of a singular, it's they're driving their own career forward and they're more important about where they are currently at instead, you know, and not so more focused about helping others, like helping the collective or be all successful together. They want to be perceived as the, the person that's the most valuable out of the team. That's another thing that was never important to me. I, I don't need, I think at the end of the day, based on delivery, you can look back and say, okay, you know, where do kind of, where do people rank in this team? You don't need to, by not helping someone else, demonstrate that, oh, you're the only person that can do it. Where others have done that, that's not an approach I would yeah. ever take. I don't, I, I, I believe it's, it's more of, it's the, it's a team. It's never an individual getting to, to end state. It's a group of people coming together, working together to figure it out and driving forward. Interesting. So what, and what are some of the, look, you, you've, you've been working for how long? 25 plus years. Yeah. 25 plus years. Yeah. So, something like that. You, so over that time, and certainly in more recent years, let's say the last five to 10 years, you've worked with and, and hired people right out of college. And, you know, they kind of oftentimes come into the role, um, you know, eyes wide open, but not really sure what to do. They're basically looking to be told what to do. Um, in their sort of behavior, in certain circumstances, under stress, what have you seen in terms of like recurring themes, uh, either positive or negative or, or both, um, from people who are, let's say, in the first few years um, of, their, of their career? Right. So now you have the benefit of having all this experience, life experience, work experience. You, you've been in, in leadership roles. You're currently in a leadership role. <clears throat> what, what can you sort of elaborate on? What kind of observations can you make that would be instructive uh, for people listening? Right. Especially yeah, those who are about to graduate or just recently graduated in the first two, three years of, of their career. Listen, in my, from, from my view and from what I've seen, the differentiator is is the kids that come in and have a drive to understand how the process works, understand how the business works, understand how their team works, how, how what they're doing plugs into the kind of the larger objective and they ask questions um, versus the kids that come through and they want to do a good job of what you've specifically what you've asked them to do. They don't effectively challenge. They don't ask very many questions outside of specifically how it relates to executing the tasks that they've been asked to do. Um, like those two personalities, the kids that go in and they want to learn everything, their, their trajectory, career trajectory is far outpaces the students that do not do that. It's I, I see it all the time. Kids that at the end of the day, listen, companies want not, they don't want individuals that just execute tasks. I, obviously, depending on your role, you're going to have to, um, um, create the widget, crank the widget, as they say, but are you trying to prove the process? Do you completely understand how it integrates with someone else's process? Is someone else doing more work because of how you're part of the value, like you're, you're part of the chain, part of where you're doing, what you're doing, um, integrates into what they're doing, right? Like effectively challenging how the process works, 
and coming up with ways to make it better. I think if the students that, that, that kind of drive in that direction, again, in my, from what I've seen, they far outpace the, the students that do not. And, and the, the crazy thing is that's just a mindset. Mm-hmm. It's just a mindset. You just change your approach to everything and, and you, you, tell, you tell yourself, like, I, I need to do more than just what's required for my job, for me to keep my job. I actually want to have a helping mindset. I want to I help the company move forward, which is going to require me to develop these relationships and learn these skills outside of my own little uh, bubble. Right. So it's not it's not like you have special knowledge or something in order to to um, want to take on tasks and projects outside your your little bubble. Right. It's just like uh, it's just it's a motivation thing. Right. No, absolutely. Listen, I, I think some of it's, it's I think some students are intimidated to ask to ask questions or and when I say effectively challenge, it's not pushing back and say, hey, listen, this is the wrong way of doing it. It is. Um, basically looking at how it's being done and, and maybe offering a suggestion of, hey, if we did it this way or why aren't we doing it this other way? It's, it's you know, demonstrating you can think about it and, and, and offer some kind of value to make, make it better. But some students are intimidated. Some kids come around to college are intimidated. They feel that, you know, the people they're working with are very senior or they've been there for a long time. The process has been running this way for, you know, forever and, you know, no one's changed it and they, you know, they don't want to be perceived as the person pushing back or, you know, trying to put, offer up a solution that is going to get shot down. Um, but that's the thing. It's, it's, it's it, like, as you say, it's a mindset. It's polar opposite of that. People want someone to come in and ask intelligent questions. Hey, you know, how did you guys land with this current process? You know, is there, if we did it this way, do you think that would make it better? And you know, I kind of modeled that out. And from what I can tell, it would make it better and having that conversation. But again, it's, I think some, it's, it's more of a, I'm afraid to put my hand up in and make that kind of statement because I feel that these people are more senior. I'm going to look stupid and I'm not going to um, be perceived as a team player. Um, and, and again, like you say, it's a mindset and yeah. it's, 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 that's not, that's not what, that's not how it's perceived. Um, and I think that students kind of miss the boat on that for not doing it. Yeah, interesting. And you have to just not be afraid, right, to, to ask questions. And it's very, it's easy uh, to say that to some degree, um, but it's true. You have to not be afraid to ask questions, to make comments. They just have to be well as well-informed as possible, right? Because they're, there is such a thing as, as stupid questions, <laughs> depending on yeah. the context. Um, and, and if somebody, if you ask a smart question, or it's a question just to learn more, and the, the others in the room, let's say they're more senior than you, or they could even be your peers um, in terms of seniority, if they have an adverse reaction to you just asking the question or making an interesting or maybe even a smart comment, that's their problem. That's because they're a jerk. It's not, and that shouldn't prevent you from a asking a question or making a comment in the first place in a, in a group setting, or uh, b it, cer- it certainly shouldn't prevent you uh, or in sort of inhibit you from 
making comments and asking questions in the future, right? Because that's that, that's just not that's not the best approach. Um, yeah, agreed. I tell you, there's there's one. I'll, I'll offer up this this uh, experience I had. So I had a I had an intern that came in. He was working. I was I was on the product management side at that time. I ran a steering committee with um, a wide group of people: business, lawyers, finance, um, compliance people, and such. And he came. He was part of my team, and he was looking at our process and of kind of the workflow of the product. And he modeled it out and came up. The models like it, it was a thing of beauty. I, I I remember it to this day, right? He modeled it out and saw some efficiencies that can be made. I looked at it and said that that is kind of spot on, but the bit, the, but the way the business works, and this is just the way they work, doesn't mean that it's more efficient than the, what he came up with. That they're most likely going to want to stay with the way they're currently doing it because they're just comfortable with it. And 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 he effectively challenged me and said, "No, listen, how could that be? This is more, this is much more efficient. It'll save them time." So so I. <laughs> I basically looked at it and said, you know what? I'm going to give you an opportunity to present to this group of folks and present this idea. And he did. He presented it. And as I knew what would happen, because, the, because it's just the way people work, they were they basically said, listen, we're more comfortable with this process. That looks pretty, pretty good how you float it out. But, you know, we're more comfortable with doing it this way. And he he pushed a little harder. And this is probably on my side that, I should have prepped him a little bit better to say, listen, you know, when you pitch your idea, these are <laughs> these are senior folks that you're talking to. There's only so much you should push, right? But he pushed back. So they gave a little resistance. He pushed, he pushed back to counter. They pushed a little harder <laughs> and he pushed back even harder. And I and I remember this conversation to this day, right? And I had to jump in and say, because they it was then everyone started piling on, right? So I'm like, listen, no, no. He was just trying to improve the process and such. But years later, he sent me a, a LinkedIn and said, hey, listen, that moment and that experience of learning how to, how to push an idea or how to articulate an idea to a group like that has, has changed the, like his approach and has propelled his career forward, right? He said it was one of the best things that's ever happened to him. And he was just thanking me for giving him the opportunity to let him speak to in that in that group. Um, so I guess I bring that point up to say that, listen, even if you have a great idea that you've, you've workflowed out that absolutely looks like it's the best thing to do, you, you've got to be able to read the room as well. You, you offer up your idea, listen to, you listen to the feedback, um, and you may want, you know, to say maybe later down the path or, you know, something for consideration later, but you don't, you don't want to keep pushing, right? Offer the feedback, feel the room out. Um, and sometimes you just need to let it go, right? Because because there's there's personalities at play. And sometimes, even if it's the better way of doing it, the personality you're dealing with, don't, they don't want to do it that way. So that, that that is essentially awareness. That's, you know, you, you, you called it reading the room. That's being sort of, uh, it's situational awareness, right? Yeah. And knowing when to take your foot off the gas. Yes. Uh, okay. So that, that is something that it sounds like this individual had to learn the hard way. Um, and, and yeah, sometimes that's, that's warranted. Uh, why was he saying that it was 
a great experience. Like he, at that point, was it the conversation that you had with that person after the fact saying, Hey, you know, you should have taken your foot off the gas or did he just kind of realize it on, on his own? It, like just hearing that story to me, I'm thinking to myself, like that's, that's crazy. You keep pushing senior people. Eventually that's not going to work out well for your uh, career at that company. Maybe this person didn't care, but no, it's not. It, think about it. He's an intern. He's an intern oh, straight intern. out of, oh, I, 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 I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, no. He's an intern, a college student. It was a college student. Gotcha. Okay. Right. And he might've been treating it as part of, you know, one of his classes where, you have to drive your idea. You've got to kind of keep saying, no, 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 this is, this is the way we have to do it. Right. To get the best possible outcome in, 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 but in a corporate space, the best possible outcome is not always the way people are going to grab. That's not the way they're going to, they're going to move toward. So yeah, he was basically, you know, reflected back, uh, giving him that experience enabled him to kind of understand the whole, you know, what we just said about, um, um, reading the room. Uh, I can't remember the terminology you used. Um, situational awareness. Situational awareness, right. So it gave him the kind of real world experience of, yes, I have a great idea. Because I floated with his model. I looked at it. I, I traced it through. I proved. We, he came up with the idea. We proved it was better. Um, but again, better doesn't always necessarily mean that's the way yeah because it, in some of the situations it's the way you know you have to factor in the way people like to work as well um but to your earlier point you're not going to learn that in college right? <laughs> when they take your foot off the gas and say uh you know what i i was presented given an opportunity to to present my idea i presented my idea just because they don't people don't bite latch on right away doesn't mean it wasn't a value Right. Something yeah. that they can noodle around later and maybe come back to. Um, but that just his approach changed. His approach to how he approaches people to move strategy forward changed after that. I think that was the kind of, you know, when he when he came back and said, listen, he really appreciated the opportunity. It was, you know, understanding again, we kind of we kind of touched on it. At the end of the day, when you're given when you're given challenges to overcome, right? You're given this project, there's no template to say this is exactly how you're gonna execute it. It's like, listen, you're gonna pull these people pull this group of people together and drive this forward. You know, it's, it's one of those things that that scenario would help you with understanding yeah. that you're not always just going to be able to plow through people and get just because it's a great idea. It doesn't mean everyone's going to adopt it. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so two other topics uh, I want to cover briefly before uh, we end. Um, the first is office politics. And it, to, to me, that is, one of the many important uh, components or aspects of of work life that is is not talked about much, if at all, in college. Um, but it's something I think that's quickly, sometimes not that quickly, but I think usually quickly noticed by people once they graduate from college and they and they start working is okay. Different people have different levels of influence and there are different reasons for that. Um, and it's, it's like you're working within a corporate structure, but you're also working within a political structure. It, it, it's just not something that we talk about a lot, uh, you, you know, um, certainly not in school. Um, and 
but but it, it but it impacts people's work life on a day to day basis. So, can you talk a little a little bit about some maybe some challenges that you've either experienced firsthand or you've observed others experience with regard to politics in a corporate environment? Like how how is that how is corporate politics made things more difficult or is it just tied directly to what we were talking about earlier, uh, establishing relationships? And so, you know, those relationships, obviously you need to get your work done. It's great to have opportunities come up, you know, further down the road in your career. But a lot of times, you know, what, what I've experienced, I could actually start by telling you my experience. My experience with uh, office politics is generally speaking, um, a negative experience. There are certain people who are identified by very senior leaders. So a senior leader or several senior leaders, they identify one person who it, it was clear was not the best person for this role, for a senior role. And it's not that this person wasn't smart. Getting to your point earlier, this person is brilliant. I mean, like really smart but has a terrible bedside manner. She, she just would, it would make a, any regular conversation, even see, like, seeing her in, um, you know, in, in the sort of snack area, the break room, whatever you want to call it at, at, at the office, what would normally be like a, a nice conversation is extraordinarily awkward uh, because she has an awkward personality um, and also can be somewhat, <clears throat> let's say, demeaning in tone. But it's like that wasn't even uh, recognized by the senior leaders who placed this person in a senior role um, or they knew it, but they didn't care. And there are like some other reasons that I certainly was not aware of. And I know a lot of other people uh, weren't aware of. Uh, there could have been these other reasons why she was placed in a senior role and all of a sudden is now the the manager of, you know, dozens of, of people. That's politics. And so now all of a sudden you have to deal with that person as a senior leader who has a direct impact on your livelihood because that person is going to decide whether or not, you know, whether you stay at the company or whether you're gone. Right. So that, that was, that, I mean, that, that's just one of like, I mean, dozens and dozens of experiences that I've had. Again, it's not something I think that is, well, I know it's not something that's discussed a lot in, in school. So I don't, do you have any uh, experiences either similar to that or maybe different, maybe a positive experience? I don't know, but anything that you can uh, touch on and, or that you've observed other sort of experience when it comes to office politics. Listen, I have po office politics. <laughs> I've seen very like a lot of different aspects of it. I've seen people present present or try to um, execute on a strategy without understanding the personalities or the politics of the committee that had to approve, um, and stepped on the wrong toe and ended up getting <laughs> you're out. Um, I've seen individuals that because of politics, probably more to the point that you're making, 
the, the, the wrong leader being in a position of authority and not knowing how to politically navigate around them, right? But this is kind of goes back to where we, we're talking about relationships. Relationships tremendously helps you with being able to navigate corporate politics because the relationships you are making, they will give you heads up on who the basically the personalities you're going to have to confront and, and deal with. The other thing I would highly, highly recommend everyone to do is have a mentor, right? Your mentor will also <laughs> tell you or instruct you on ways of navigating the corporate politics. There isn't a book out there that's going to tell you how to do it. It is you have to be you have to be sensitive you you have to be sensitive enough to people's how people's basically no better way of saying it, people's personalities and what their personal what their objectives are right everyone has has an objective and and sometimes you might be in the way of that of where they're trying to get to or how they're trying to promote whatever it is that's important to them. So you have to take all that into consideration and factor that in with anything you're doing. Um, listen, it, the I think the, the fundamentals of it is that that likability equation comes in there as well because you may step on a political landmine, right? But if you have, if people like you generally and you have relationships, you'll be able to survive that encounter. Um, but if you don't, then you're out, right? It's as simple as that. And I've seen, I've seen individuals just talk bad about somebody such that the perception of that person is negative, that that perception then kind of gravitates to others. And before you even, because you're not in every meeting, you can't defend every conversation where you're being spoken negatively about. And if there's no one else could say anything positive, then all of a sudden you have this negative, there's this negative perception of you to nothing that you've done. And again, you're not a right fit for the organization, you're out. So office politics is, is, is huge and it's something that you have to be able to um, navigate through. You do that by relationships, likability, and having a mentor. Yeah, perfect. In my, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's absolutely right. Um, okay, the last thing I, I want to cover uh, briefly is um, interviewing. So, you know, on, on college campuses and even, you know, after graduation, you have, a, you have opportunities to do mock interviews, right? Uh, and, and those are fantastic. I don't know how well uh, those mock interviews actually prepare somebody for the real interviews that matter because every interview is different just because every person that you're interviewing with is different, right? We're all unique in, in our own ways. <clears throat> but in terms of uh, your experience, not just interviewing for roles, but interviewing other people to potentially hire them, what, what are some uh, tips or words of wisdom that you would impart to the younger generation, right? Whether they're college students or they're very early in, in their career, um, what kind of uh, mindset should they have for the interview? And, and what are things that you've recognized that makes somebody, a, like somebody that you really wanna hire, a 
but not just because of their skill set. In fact, that may be sort of like a uh, not even the, the most important uh, or even close to the most important um, uh, characteristic. Um, but what what other characteristics have stood out as being really impressive and, and that pushed you to argue in favor of hiring somebody versus, you know, somebody else without those characteristics? You have to know what's, if you put it on a piece of paper, I worked on this project to deliver some web interface and I start to ask you questions on, you know, what protocols did you think of? What, you know, just, just random questions, things that you would have had to think you would have had to have thought of to build this thing. And you're staring in the space. It's like, that's no good. If it's on the resume, just, just be able to answer various questions that, a normal person would just try to understand, hey, how did you put this project together? Hey, you know, some just simple questions. Now, students put stuff on there and, and they can't speak to it. And that's another thing. That is a dead, like, <laughs> that's a no-go. That's a no-go. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. So if you had two applicants for a role and they both have similar uh internship experience, and this is their, let's say, first full-time job that they're applying for. If they're comparable in terms of their skill set, and let's say their skill set is very minimal because they don't have much in the way of work experience, they can speak to projects that they've worked on both, you know, uh, during internships or maybe helping out a professor or something like that with, a, with a, uh, some kind of um, an initiative so you you can't you can't really make a decision based on those characteristics. Now you have to make a decision on the individual, their their personality, and what I think what I think is actually again equally as important, if not more important than you know demonstration of uh internships and, and that sort of thing and being able to speak to those and answer questions what i think is actually more i will i will say definitely more important not even equally is is the person are they personable is this somebody that i actually would want to work with and that has nothing to do with their their smarts necessarily right it's personality it's character um would you agree or, or do you think, have you noticed other things that are uh, equally or more important in, in, in the interview process of, of trying to identify who's the best person for the role? No, 100%. It's interesting because I kind of think of that as, as table stakes. The personality has to be, a, the, the person's personality has to be a, a fit or it would have to be a fit for the organization. Because listen, at the end of the day, if I'm hiring an intern or a recent college grad, I'm most likely not going to be working with that person directly day in and day out. They're, I'm going to plug them into the team. And the question is, when I plug them into the team, or if I'm asking them to work with another team, are they going to be able to articulate, are they going to be able to articulate strategy or work with others to get to end state? So that goes without saying, as, as you've said, actually, Listen, I 100% agree that I would say that is more important than the words on your on your uh, resume. Because at the end of the day, listen, we don't look at anybody with under certain GPA. So, so your ability to absorb and learn new information goes like goes without saying, right? So now it's about listen, can I can I can I teach you and like 
You probably wouldn't be sitting there if we couldn't. But can I now put you in a scenario where you have to work with others to get to a place? And can you and can you do that? So that is you. You're right. You're 100 percent right. That's more important than the words on your on on um, that on on a piece. Uh, well, the experience, because, again, like we've we've talked about, you're coming out of college, you're going to have limited experience. Um, but your ability to be able to to fit in is, is huge. But, but that, it's it's true. Like at, at that stage, you don't have any experience or any like significant work experience. But I think that mantra holds true throughout your career. Twenty years down the road, when you're interviewing for whatever role, right? Presumably something more senior than when, you know an entry level role. It still comes down to our your personality and and your. Um, your character, like, are you a motivated person? Can I see myself wanting to work with you as opposed to, you know, damn it, now I have to work with Mike. Like, that sucks. Like, of course you're not going to get the, the job, or at least if you if you do get the job, it's it's more because I, I to me that would even be alarming. What does that say about the company culture, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think at the end of the, listen, kids that, you know, you think about it, kids who play sports, they're used to pulling the team together, everyone, but good times, bad times, how we're going to get through this and such, right? It's, it's team driven. Um, and typically, you know, those type of students, typically you can plug them in, in any group and they are going to, they're going to like kind of squad up, right? Let's everyone kind of huddle up and kind of talk through what we're doing there. A little bit more vocal, a little bit more, let's let's kind of work with everyone. That doesn't mean to say that, I'm not, that doesn't say that, or I'm not trying to say that, you know, you would have had to play some type of team sports to be able to, to do that. But it, it, listen, at the end of the day, you do have to be, think about yourself, someone you, you, we've just hired you on, it's your first day, we sit you down next to four other people, you start reading some documentation and the teams have, you know, stand-up calls and they have meetings. Are you the type of person that as you're, you know, as you're learning, you're trying to contribute, you're trying, you're asking questions, or are you just, you know, uh, fingers to keyboard, you just want, you're waiting to hear what your task is and you want to execute yeah. away, right? And not just, those aren't the type of people that folks, so they're not chosen first, right? You're not, they're, they're not the first out uh, when you're picking a team, you're, you're not picking those individuals first. Yeah. You're, you're picking individuals that can, you know, they're asking questions. They're curious about exactly. what this pro project is about and such. That's exactly right. And that is what I fear a lot of these mock interviews that college students rely on to prepare them for the real world interviews. They're, they're working on answering questions rather than asking questions. Like what, one of the interviews that I, and we'll just end here, <laughs> uh, but one, one of the interviews that I know I nailed, <clears throat> it, and it was with the CEO, the then CEO of, of a company, um, and I ended up working there. Uh, I know I nailed the interview because after the interview, he went over to my then to be boss and said, I like him, let's hire him. It's because I was asking questions about the company and about the products and not just, hey, can you tell me what the products are? 
I, I wasn't like second guessing anything, of course, but I was, I, I was inquisitive. I was curious. I wanted to know how things work. I wanted to know more about, you mentioned about this, not, not you, I'm just saying like in this interview, uh, the CEO had mentioned something about um, a pricing plan or a marketing plan. I was curious about that. I, so I was asking questions and he was answering them as, as you would imagine pretty damn well. But the fact that I was, I was basically not, not so much interviewing him or interviewing the company, although I do think that is a, a very important mindset that people have to have going into an interview, you should be interviewing the company not just kind of being reactive or, or passive in that sense. Um, but I was, by asking these questions and being curious, this, the then CEO, he, he knew, okay, this guy in, you know, for me, it was an, an attorney role. He's going to help the company because he's going to be asking questions about how we do things, about how we should do things. And he's going to help formulate a process, a path, an approach, a product, whatever, or help shape a product in a way that is probably going to be successful, right? Because without asking questions and being curious and getting answers to these questions, how can you create a process and approach or help shape a product in a successful way? You're not going to do that. You're going to end up yeah. with many holes in that process, product, whatever, which will directly harm the company. So anyway, that, that's one of the things that I um, I emphasize to uh, you know younger people when I'm you know helping them prepare for an interview um, is is to to take that approach. Don't just go in knowing like yes, it's it's known. You you need to know your stuff. You need to be smart. Yeah. Et I hired an intern uh, right like first right out of the box because of that very reason. Like. At the end of the day, on on the the, the resumes I was getting were um, were sort of the same, but this girl asked very relevant questions about how the process works, how does it plug into other processes, and she was excited. You could just tell by talking to her, she was excited. And I'm like, just any interview I was thinking in my mind, you you're, you're hired, right? You're coming on board. Um, so 100%. You have to take interest into you know, the role you're being plugged in, the process you're being plugged into, and just, just think about how it flows and, and how it contributes to the company's success or their positive outcomes. And think about, you know, your place in it and, and ask relevant questions. I mean, I can't stress that enough. You are 100% right. Those individuals that can demonstrate that during an interview typically nail the job. Yeah. Cool. All right. We've been uh, talking for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks, man, for the time. This was this was great. I think people will really uh, benefit a lot uh, to listening to it. So um, thanks. And we'll catch up soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Office IQ. If you're looking for ways to accelerate your path to success, you can find more resources like this on our YouTube channel or at officeintelligence.com. We offer courses and other content that will literally change the direction of your career for the better. If there are any topics you'd like to hear more about or questions you'd like me to address on future episodes, you can send an email to jeff at officeintelligence.com.